Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. This is Nick Stevens from the 90s Entertainment Show, and you are listening to Two Dudes in an S. Or is it Two Dudes in an NES? I don't know. Whatever it is, you're listening to it. Justin. What's up, man? Oh, you're getting coins. Hey, yeah. Keep getting, just getting coins here. Just breaking some, uh, some, some question mark blocks. That, or somebody forgot to turn their phone off before the recording. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Hey, so guess what? Yeah. What? We'll get a guest on the show tonight. A guest? What To what do we owe this occasion? Well, you see, I don't know if you remember our good friend Soundboard Mario. Well, the wound is still fresh, yes. Yeah, so you haven't forgotten him. Well, mm-hmm. uh, Soundboard Luigi called me up the other day, and he said, you know, can I come on the show? Uh, I'm a little upset about what happened to my brother. Mm-hmm. So I said, mm-hmm. you know, I felt, I felt like I had to let him let him come on the show so please welcome everybody soundboard luigi hey luigi how's it going Mm. (laughs) Uh, okay this is creepy he's just kind of staring he's not uh luigi so uh you want to talk about your role in this in super mario brothers because that's what we're talking about today he just keeps staring. Oh gosh, this is this is awkward. Um, he looks really angry too. Yeah, this is—he just has like this stare. Yeah. Well, uh, see, I, it, Luigi, it wasn't our fault. What happened to Mario? Yeah, no. it was a complete mistake. All right, uh, we'll be right uh-huh. back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna politely shoo Luigi out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody! Let me take a moment to just to remind you of our sponsor, Heavenly Mushroom. Great sci-fi short film coming out. Check them out at Facebook.com/slash Heavenly Mushroom. All right, we're back. 
Alright, well that was interesting to say the least. Yeah, uh, I guess it was a mistake to let uh, let Luigi on. I thought maybe he would just come on and do like a, I don't know, like an elegy or something. Is that the right word? Elegy? Eulogy? Eulogy. Eulogy. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was, uh, you know, I knew that Luigi had a stare, but that was, that was pretty intense. Yeah, I've heard about the stare, you know, going around, because, you know, he's out there driving, mm-hmm. when he's driving those carts, he, he, he gives you that stare, but it's something else to see it in person. Yeah, it's, definitely, definitely weird. Cuts right to the soul. Yeah, <laughs> you can say that again. Okay, so anyway, let's move on with the show. Please, please. How about some history? So, well, we, we haven't even really told everybody what we're talking about. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, this is a, I guess it's our anniversary episode, sort of. Yeah, one year anniversary. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. that. I hope that wasn't part of the Google Hangouts. No, it was uh, uh, an external sound. Oh, so, sweet. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yeah. So, yeah, one year anniversary. So we, you know, probably about a month ago, one of us, I don't know, me or you, I don't know who come up with it, said, you know, it, it's its kind of a downer that, you know, some of the early games we did, we talked about some of the better, you know, definitely most loved games we did right there at the beginning, and we, we were very disorganized. We didn't have the show like we have it today. And it was like, you know, those games just really didn't get a fair shake. So one of us had the idea. Again, I forget who comes up with the idea. said, why don't we bring bring them back? Bring at least Super Mario Brothers back. Yeah. Because. I mean, we didn't have all these sweet segments back then. We just had. mm -hmm. We just just kind of sit out and start talking. Yeah, it was a bunch of and it was a bunch of random thoughts, and then we had uh, soundboard Mario's first appearance, which is a little weird <laughs> and awkward. Mm-hmm, yeah, but uh, so now we're just gonna kind of give try to give Super Mario Brothers its fair shake, into uh, a, a, a dude's fair shake, let's say, in so. true dude form, not in old dude form. Right, right. So yeah. You want to talk some history? Uh, I would love it if you would talk some history. Justin's Historical Tidbits and Trivia Alright, well let's talk some history. So, Super Mario Brothers, obviously one of the most beloved Nintendo games uh, come out on the on the NES and obviously spurred one of the, the greatest franchises or um, and gaming characters. He may be the most famous. Uh, I don't know if you can think of anybody that is more famous than Mario uh, and, and gaming. Any anybody do you think anybody even holds a candle? I can't, think of, I, I can't think of anything, except, I mean, if, if you think of the entire history of games, there's nobody that holds a candle to Mario. If you think about certain yeah. periods, maybe, I mean, Pac-Man was pretty mm-hmm. popular there for a while and, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but if you take the entire lifespan of gaming, there's nobody that holds a candle to Mario. Right. I know those, those Genesis gems, you're going to say something like Sonic, but... 
Sonic never real. I mean, Sonic is popular. Don't get me wrong, but come on. So, um, but anyway, so you had this. Uh, it, it was considered a pioneering and highly influential game. They come out and it, and really a lot of publications that I've kind of been reading talked about not only the this game or the the NES in general, but this game helped resurrect gaming after the video game crash market of the 80s. So this game can, comes out on September 13, 1985. It's not Mario's first foray in the gaming. Uh, you had the, the game Mario Brothers before, and of course Donkey Kong, which I think Donkey Kong was 1981-ish, somewhere around in there. Um, and Mario Brothers was a couple years before this. And then they came out with this. So this was created by uh, Mr. Mario himself, Shigeru, Shigeru Miyamoto. We've talked about him quite a few times on this show. Mm-hmm. And developed in the uh, Nintendo R&D 4, which we've also talked about uh, a lot. And R&D 4 was developed after the success of Donkey Kong. Um, so you've got Miyamoto, who, or, uh, who was, who's been called Mr. Mario in the past. Uh, and Hiroshi Yum- Yamuchi, who started off with this R&D 4. And they created Super Mario Brothers. Like I said, it was released in September 1985. Uh, the composer for the music, the very famous music, yeah, Super Mario Brothers has probably, again, you know, beaten a dead horse here, one of the most famous musics for any game. I mean, you can play this, the themes of this game, and you're going to get... Uh, a lot of people that know this, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, right. I mean, even people, just the most casual gamers, you know, people like, you know, your parents probably know the Mario thing. It's just, it's, it's just, it's just uh, something that's, it's as American as apple pie. Maybe. <laughs> uh, it comes from Japan, so I guess it's really not. It's as bad. Japanese it, as apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it it uh, came out. The game has sold forty point two four million copies, and it's the. And this is including virtual console sales and everything. So this is the best selling video game in the Mario series, and the second best selling game ever. Um, Nintendo Power listed it as the fourth best NES game video game. Uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly uh, ranked it first on the greatest 200 games of their time. Uh, IGN listed it at three on their top 100, and uh, it, it came in behind Legend of Zelda and number one on IGN was Super Mario Brothers three. Uh, so the sequel actually passed up the predecessor there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gaming Informer also put it in second place behind The Legend of Zelda. So obviously one of the, the more famous games. And, you know, I was just going to get your take on this. What do you think video gaming would have been like without Mario? Oh, man. I wish I would have got this question before the show so I could have thought about it. <laughs> I have, I honestly have no idea. I mean, I think somebody would have came along and been what the industry needed 
as in mm-hmm. like Mar- Mario Mario came and it was exactly what the industry needed. I think somebody else would have done that. I don't think it would have mm-hmm. just died. But um well, you know, it's that you know, an old history teacher of ours used to uh, propose this question. Do the times make the men or do the men make the times? Mm. I love that question. And, well, you know, this is an interesting thing because it's, it's just kind of basically what you brought up. Is Mario successful because of the time he came in or is Mario successful because he's Mario or because of how the game was made? Probably a little of both in my opinion, but... Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, would would Miyamoto and, and crew have developed this game if it wasn't for the state of the industry at the time? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Would they have gone another direction? We don't know. Yeah. Or and would and would the state of video games change if it wasn't for Miyamoto? You know, that's kind of what you're saying there. But yeah, you know, I, I've got a picture of Miyamoto, and you would think. I mean, I don't know how old he is. I'll pull up his age pretty quick. He, he's got to be up there in age, and he looks extremely young, actually. That's because uh, he's just so happy all the time. I guess so. So he's sixty-two. Happiness is the- Happiness is the secret to longevity. Right. He's 62, but, uh, so. Yeah. Okay, so it's not terribly old, but he could be my dad, so. Oh, yeah, he's older than my dad, so. And the thing, like, all of the characters that he's responsible for creating, you know, Donkey Kong, you know, he created, you know, he was behind Legend of Zelda, behind Star Fox, behind F Zero. And he was behind just tons of stuff. And, um, but anyway. So I've got a feeling that the quest to find the game is going to be interesting <laughs> this week. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a super, super complicated, interesting quest. Michael's quest to find the cart. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm going to take you back to a year. Let's say 1988, 1989. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. Uh, a young, very young Michael sits in anticipation for his birthday. I guess it would be my fourth birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had no idea what I was going to get. I was expecting and probably hoping for some Ninja Turtle toys or something. Because Ninja Turtles were pretty mm-hmm. hot in the late 80s, I think. So I was probably hoping for Ninja Turtles or G.I. Joes. Instead, I get a little gray box. It's uh, yeah. about the shape of, uh, I don't know, a couple books stacked on top of each other. A couple textbooks stacked on top of each other. And, and a couple of games with it. A couple little gray other pieces of plastic, and I really had no idea what to do with it. I'm pretty, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that this was not technically bought for me. At the, I mean, even though, it, even, <laughs> yeah. even though it was my birthday present, I'm pretty sure it was not necessarily bought for me. But mm-hmm. it was a Nintendo, and with it, uh, Super Mario Brothers, because that came with yeah. it, and also a game that we just got through talking about, Kung Fu. So, yeah, those two games. And the, and the Nintendo, the NES, the NES. Mm-hmm. That is when I got this game. It's, it was a hard quest. It actually may have been a hard quest for 
my mom and dad. I don't know. I yeah. I don't know how popular it was or how available it was in the in 88, 89. I know it had, it was, it came out in limited markets at first and, mm-hmm. and then it, mm-hmm. it finally released to the mass public later, right. like a year or two later. So it, it may or may not have been widely available. I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know what the quest for this cart really and truly was. I just know I got it for my <laughs> birthday. I, um, uh, it's interesting because I was talking about this today with my wife because she was talking about when she got her Nintendo and I was telling her, I think I was like three or four when I got mine, um, which would have put it at 87, 88 and I was called my mom and we were talking about it and, um, she said that I would, the same, it was either three or four, so that would have been Christmas of 87 or 88, and I remember getting the, it was, I guess the pack-in was, uh, Mario Brothers Duck Hunt, and the same cartridge with, uh, the Zapper, so, Mm -hmm. uh, that's the same one, that's the same one I got. Yeah, that was pretty much the the quintessential pack in that can for the for the NES. So, um, but yeah, I mean, gosh, and and I think I vaguely remember like not really knowing what it was or what to do or how to work it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like you said. It's like I think it was more like my parents probably wanted it, and then uh, kind of gave it as a gift to me. Then, yeah, I can so. distinctly remember not knowing what to do. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, well, I can imagine if I was three or four, I cannot imagine that because I, you know, I, I, I let my my daughter play, who is three, and she can move in, she can move Mario and jump and things, but you know, she's still kind of like, oh, okay, what's the what's the deal here? She likes duck hunt though. She's a big duck hunt. Well, but think think about your daughter and the position she's in too, because I'm sure she's this is not the, her first experience with any kind of game because she's probably had oh, like no. mo- mobile, mobile games or tablet games mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. Yeah. For us, it was like driving little toy cars around and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. moving a little red a guy game. on TV. On the TV, yeah. That is insane. I didn't even think about that. But, you know, it's like my daughter has a... And she has an iPad that she plays games on. And, you know, I even tell my wife all the time, I was like, what would you have given when you were a kid to be able to watch any show or, you know, watch Netflix and movies and stuff anywhere or all that? And now it's like, kids today, it's like, it's, it's nothing. But, anyway. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Well, with our technical difficulties, don't scare me. Like yeah. That. Sorry. Sorry. I was. I, I just. <laughs> I just now realized that I forgot to write down the time for whenever we were doing the quest for the cart, so my editing is going to get more difficult. And so yeah. I had a little stress out moment there. So. No. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, all right. So let's just jump into the gameplay. Let's do. The game discussion. All right. Well, there's a lot to talk about. There's like so little to talk about, but a lot to talk about. Because this is a game that, you know, for me, I've played so many times that I feel like I know all the little ins and outs. Yeah, that's the same here. I mean, it's such a simple game. 
and there's not a lot to it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've played it so many times that I could probably talk about it for hours. Right. Now, I did try to do a couple speed runs this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I could not I couldn't get a sub 10 minute this week. I just was not just couldn't just couldn't get it going. I don't know what my deal you, was. You just weren't on it this time. Huh? Well, we can no. we we can hold on to your your previous time, which yeah. I don't remember what I it think was. It was but... like... I I vaguely remember. I think you had like you were the first to strike with like a ten minute, and then I came in with like a eight minute, and then you swung with like a six minute. That was pretty like impressive. So yeah, it was definitely it was my best that I've ever done. It was I can't remember what it was. I don't think it was quite six, but I think it was like seven minutes and eleven seconds or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was almost so, down in the sixes. Yeah, I tried it again tonight, and it got into the point of. Oh, it was so aggravating. So here's the deal. So I got, I, I was moving pretty good, hadn't lost a life yet. Got to the uh, 8-4 and was swimming. And I had, I even had Fireball Mario. And you know, when you're, when you get that far in 8-4 with Fireball Mario, you've got it made. Right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. What do I do? I hit my head on one of those little spinning fire things in the water. Oh, that made me so mad. I hate it when that happens. See, here's the thing. If you can get to World 8-4 with Fireball mm-hmm. Mario, and you can fireball mm-hmm. that last hammer thrower guy... You've got it made. The game yeah. is over. You've got it. That That's mm-hmm. always my goal. But I it's I, I think the, the time I got the... That's super fast time of seven mm-hmm. minutes or whatever. I definitely got it that time, but yeah. So yeah, he's uh, he's he's a little care. He's a that that last hammer throw guy. He's a pain, but you know the seven roll, right? Yeah, but it, you lose so much time waiting on that seven roll. Well, yeah, that that does suck on the when you're doing the the, the uh, when you're going for time, you, you have to wait on him, but. Uh, go ahead, go ahead and say the seven roll in case a listener doesn't know. Yeah, I'd say most people know, but the hammer throwers and they do this on every level. But this is the only time it ever becomes beneficial for you. So when you get to the eight four at the end, you get that one hammer thrower right before you get the Bowser. The hammer throwers will jump seven times, and after the seventh time, they come forward. They start coming at you. So if you just wait for them to jump seven times, they'll start moving forward. You just jump over them and then move on. And they're not they, when they're like, walking towards you. They don't throw the hammers either. Right. There's like a little pause before they start throwing again. Yeah. So, and they all do that. Like I've even tested it out on eight three, which has got the, which is the level with all the hammer throwers. And if you do it, even there, uh, they'll 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 do it there. They'll jump seven times and then start coming forward. But it's not really beneficial there. So. But so anyway, let's so the first level. How many times have you been killed by the first Goomba? <laughs> Embarrassingly, way too many times. I don't more than I more, would like to admit. More than yeah. I can count, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> that first Goomba is like. I guess you just take him for granted. You just like you, you just take off running, and you just jump too late. 
No, I, I never jump too late. It's my controller never works or something. The, the button sticks. <laughs> or... Stupid controller. Then I, have to, I remember... then I have to bend it over my knee, and it's just not pretty. Yeah. I remember the funniest part about my best speed run, the one that was like that. I can't remember what it was, but the best one I ever did, I actually died on the first Goomba. So it wasn't even a full playthrough without dying. But, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Stupid funny. first Goomba. Have you ever had a playthrough without dying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've done it before, but not not that time. Not on my fastest. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever played all the way through without dying? Now, that's the impressive one. Like, yeah, like not the whole using game. warps. Oh, yeah, not using warps. Oh, not no, not using warps. I've not I've not done that one. Yeah, there's and there's pretty thing. tricky levels outside of the warps. I mean, whenever you don't use the warps, I like to play this game every now and then straight through. And as my grandmother used to say, the real way. She hated yeah. using warps. She wanted you. She you supposed to go the real way. The real way. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And plus, she liked to get the infinite lives. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But, um, yeah, so she, so she liked to play the whole way through. And I, and I do every now and then. And it's a little challenging. I think you get so used to just using the warps and flying through it. And basically, the only world that you have to really beat is Eighth World. Mm-hmm. And you just, and then it's like you kind of get lost in your own uh, easiness there. And then you kind of start playing the rest of the game. You're like, oh, I don't remember how hard this was. Right. So. Yeah. See, I always fall into the thing where I, I'm I'm always wanting to do speed runs. That's that's what I want mm-hmm. to do. Like every time I play this game, but it, I feel like I'm just wasting all my parents' hard-earned money over the years because there's so much <laughs> in this game that I just blow right through. I mean, I, I spend seven minutes playing this game. Right. I sit down right. and I spend between seven and ten minutes playing this game. Every time. Well, it's Every funny time. because it's like, when I put Mario in, Mario is, I'm going to beat Mario, and I'm just going to, this is like, I've got 15 minutes to kill, I'm going to beat Mario. Mm-hmm. That's when you play Mario. It's like, it's no longer, if you're going to put, you know, this much time into a game, it's probably not going to be Mario, which is an interesting thing. I haven't ever thought about that, but uh, I can remember Mario is just a game. Back when I when I lived with John. Mm-hmm. The city from uh, Punch Out episode. Mm-hmm. We sat right. down and we played start to finish, the real way every Mario game through. I think all the ones that were two player. So one, two, three. Well, no, two wasn't two player, but we still played it. Right. I think we took turns. One, two, three, and then World. We played through and just hundred percent completed all of them. And th- oh, wow. there's a lot. I mean, there is a lot of gameplay in pretty much every single Mario game. And one, to me, held up as good or better than the, all the other ones. But that's just... Yeah. I think that's just because I'm partial to one. I'm really partial to one, and definitely, if you ask me which one I played the most, it's going to be one. But man, three is good. I, I really like three, too. I mean, to me, that that's a that's almost a close call for me. Yeah, I mean, 3 is good, and and World is spectacular, too. I don't know. It's something about the physics of 1, I find, are just perfect. And they they alter them throughout the years, and 
you know, give her, one's not better than the other ones. You know what I mean? I mean, one, mm. not one as in Super Mario one, but one as in mm. any one of them are not better than the other ones. But I, I'm just and partial all, to yeah. one, and I like the way one feels. It's funny because they all almost they all have their own little interests. Of course, two is kind of quirky, um, Bizarro Mario, if you will. Mm-hmm. But uh, and you know, but they all they all play so similar but so different at the same time. You know, yeah. And so I don't know. It's, it's a tough. Like I said, it's a tough call. But uh, I don't know. So. So what's your what's your favorite level when you play the real way? When I play the real way, let's see. What is I can't remember right off the top of my head. Let's see. I three is the dark level, right? Like three and six are dark levels, right? Uh yes, I believe so. Right. Um I like the uh I like really world one because world one you get the water level, right? I thought World Two. Is the no, it was World Two. World Two is the water level. Yeah, because say okay, so. One one is the first level. One two is the dungeon. One three is where you're jumping on the platforms, and then one four is the castle for one. And then two is where you get into the uh, water world, and that's where you first get the level with the flying fish, right? Yeah, two three is the first flying fish, I think. Cause you're going, oh my gosh! Yeah. You're going across the bridges. Mm-hmm. So you get two two, which is a great level because I like the water level. Uh-huh. And two three is the level where you just oh, I hate those flying fish. I don't mind them, and I think we talked about this the last time we talked about Super Mario. So you must really have a issue with this, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't mind them, but as long as you keep moving, they really don't hit you. It's 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 when you have to pause. Yeah. It's always when you have to pause. If you get hung up, here they come, and then it's just like. And there's always that one. That it, I swear it's a cheap shot. I don't care. You know, I don't care what you say. It's a cheap shot. It like hits you. <laughs> it like on your foot, and you know it's on your foot. So it should technically be a kill for you, but it kills you. I didn't think you'd kill like, them at all. Yeah, you can jump on. Oh, them. See, I never even bother. I just run right underneath them or something. Right. Use that's that's the best strategy. But every now and then, one will hit you on the foot, and it makes me so mad because I'm like, that is, I'm I'm clearly stepping on that, <laughs> and no, kills me. So, and well, then levels. Go ahead. I was just gonna say my favorite level, unless you still got more favorite levels. Well, I was just going to bring up that level three one has the the infinite one ups too. So that's a that's a cool level. Yeah, at the end when you bounce on the turtle over and over again. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I, I do. But have, anyway, what was your? I do have an affinity to the dark levels. I like level three mm-hmm. and level or world three and world six, the dark ones. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably shouldn't because they're the the least graphically impressive. I mean, black just black backgrounds, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I really like uh, I really like World Six in particular. I like Six Three because mm-hmm. I, to me it's for one it's dark and for two it's snowy and I always like snow. Mm-hmm. I don't know why but I've always liked snow and for three it's probably the hardest 
or to me, it's the most difficult level in the game. I think it is. I think World Six in general is maybe the be- the most difficult world. I don't know. You know, I was even thinking about this because I played it right before. I played it earlier tonight, not right before. But I was thinking like even like eight four, eight four would be really hard if you didn't know where to go. Yeah, because it's a super maze, right? Mm-hmm. But once you know what to and, do, it's really not that bad. Right. It's really easy once you know what to do. But it's like uh, really complicated there at first. How did we figure out how to do World Daddy? 8 for? I don't know. I don't really know. Because um, I never had Nintendo I, Power back in the day. Right. So I must have and just would, eventually figured it out. I would assume... I don't know. I would assume my dad probably beat it before I did. And I know he didn't read Nintendo Power. Yeah. Are you sure? So he had... I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure he didn't read Nintendo Power. He may have have only read it, uh, you know, when he went to take a poo. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Maybe he secretly read it, like at work or something. But, uh... Daddy! Yes, Leo? Alright, let's take a time out here. Okie dokie. Just for a second. Sorry. No problem. Let me take this opportunity to mention another one of our sponsors. This one's The Idol Man, which is a website dedicated to fashion and new music, mostly electronic type music. But it's really good. They're trying to get some uh, steam going on their SoundCloud account, so let's let's promote that. SoundCloud.com slash The Idle Man. Yeah, check it out. What were we talking but about? But anyway, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, I would assume my dad beat it the first time, and I got it from him, and I guess just Strictly trial and error, which is pretty daunting if you think about it. Yeah. Oh, now I remember. I was going to tell you that your dad was probably reading Nintendo Power while pooping, and that's why yeah. he didn't know he was reading it. He was pulling a Carl before pulling a Carl was a thing. Right. He was pulling a Carl when Carl was pulling Carl's in his diaper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Right. So... And I think the whole eighth world in general would probably be pretty difficult the first time around, especially eight one, because you don't eight one. The dynamic about eight one is you don't get a lot of time. I mean, you can even fly through that level pretty quick, and you're pro- and you get the warning and the fast music at the toward the end of the level, even still, you know. Yeah, I mean, so, you have almost, almost no time in 8-1. You have to mm-hmm. basically run to the end. Right. So, if you... Uh, uh, and that was another thing. When my grandmother would play this game, she she never... The the fast music, you know how... It, it still, to this day, gives me just this anxious feeling. Like, <laughs> just like my insides are just wrenching because it's... You know, I hear it. It, it never phased her. She wouldn't hurry, and, but she never ran out of time. She always beat the level, but it was like, no, nah, you know, and you could be sitting there. I'd be sitting there dying because the music's like 
flying and like, you're not gonna make it! You're not gonna make it! <laughs> Is that what you're saying to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> so. Justin, you're not gonna make it. Yeah. You're not gonna make it. You're not gonna make it. And it's such an ingenious thing to speed the music up because it makes you try to hurry and then it just makes you call it, just makes you, uh, forces you to make more mistakes. Yeah, yeah. you definitely just kind of screw up. I think I honestly think eight three is probably the, the most difficult of the world eight because I always end up that's where I usually lose my if I lose a life I'll lose it in eight three. Yeah. Well, if you don't have a, if you don't have a fireball throwing Mario on eight three eight three is it's a pain. It's that fireball throwing though. Once you get a fireball throwing there on on eight three, you're. Uh, it, it, it's not that bad. You yeah, that's, that's very true. Kill the... Yeah, it's train. Mascot. It's the mascot. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, if you get a fireball on A3, you're, you're good to go. Now, eight. Let's see. A2 is a little... There's a... In a short amount of space, there's a lot of cannons. And it's, it's it gets a little hairy there for a second. Yeah, but eight two you get that free life at the beginning of the level every time, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So eight two is a freebie. Mm, that's true. It's a freebie, but you're probably gonna lose your fireball. If you lose your fireball, it makes it a lot more difficult. So. And there's a there's a, there's a really tricky jump in eight two also. That it took me forever to figure out. I think it's eight two, right? Where you have to run off the pipe and then jump. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I and there, never. When I was a kid, it wasn't until I was an adult that I figured this little trick out. But because because when I was a kid, I would always try to run, jump off the pipe, land on that little little itty bitty spot, the little ledge, and, <laughs> and then jump again. And the controller would never cooperate on that one, you know. Yeah. yeah. So. But when I got older, I realized, oh, you run off the pipe, land on that little platform, and then jump, and the and it works so much easier. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the little ledges, they're red herrings. Yeah. So you just gotta ignore those and and jump. You just gotta be brave. Mm-hmm. Right. No fear. Yeah. No fear. But yeah. And then that was another thing. Did you ever do the? Uh, did you ever do the, the trick where you? Well, it's not a trick because it doesn't do anything. But where you like hold the remote out, like it makes you think you're gonna jump farther for some reason. Uh, I don't like, hold the remote out a little further. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. I know what you're talking about. I think it, I try to tilt it to the right to make me run faster. Yeah. Well, yeah, anything to try to kind of make the, <laughs> the game move in a way that it's not going to work. I would also bash it against my knee if I ever fell in any holes or ran into any bad guys. No, yeah, that didn't do anything. Plenty of controllers were smashed on this game. Never broke, but no. but thrown. No, the, these are some tough controllers, and this game definitely proved that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. couple of things about the sprites on this game. One is Mario, when you have little Mario, mm-hmm. he has a huge nose. <laughs> that thing is a honker. And when you're in the swimming level and you're big Mario, have you ever seen how big his belly gets when he's swimming? 
no, I hadn't really paid attention to it. It's guess. like he it's it's like he just pooches it out when he swims. It's a weird swimming style of Mario. He like kicks his legs back, pooches his belly up, and then flaps his arms in front of him. He uses that so. he uses that belly as like a some kind of buoyant force to keep him mm-hmm. afloat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway. Man, you know, we could keep talking about this, and we've already, this is the second episode we've done on this. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I want to get into some more of our meteor segments, or not meteor segments, some some of our segments that we didn't get to do last time. Because yeah, I have, yeah, exactly. I have the most trophies I've ever done on, for, for a, uh, for a, sh- for a game, for this show. Oh boy. Oh boy. Retrofitted trophies. Did you? Do you have any yourself? Oh, I've got some. Uh, I don't see? even know how many I have. They're just in my head. I didn't write them down, so I don't even know how many I have. Oh uh, snap! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you ready? You yeah. want to go first? You want me to go first? Sure, I can go first. Okay. Uh, my first trophy is called Now You're Plumbing with Fire <laughs> and that is Get a Fireball. My first one is, is a uh, very difficult one. It's called Hammer Time and it is kill all the hammer throwers on 8-3 without uh, the, the Fire Mario. Mm. That takes... Yeah. Some- it takes time to do that. Mm-hmm. Patience. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a tough. It's a tough one. Okay. Well, I've tough. got one that says, "Who says plumbers don't make bank?" And that is collect a hundred coins. <laughs> All right. Mine is, well, Spitfire. <laughs> <laughs> and that is beat the game without dying and having a Mario the. Uh, uh, Fire Mario. Now the reason I call it well Spitfire is because I originally thought playing this game as a kid that he was actually spitting fire. Because it looks yeah. like his mouth, his hand goes up to the mouth. Yeah, so. I did too. It's like he's aiming his mouth with his hand. Mm-hmm. So yeah. well Spitfire. It's also a family-friendly podcast, so right. Spitfire is much better than the alternative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got okay. one called uh, Do a Little Dance. Mm-hmm. And this is a trick that I, I figured out when I was a kid that I just always just made me giggle inside. It's whenever you climb the vine oh, up to the yeah. secret area, and Mario, he climbs up and he jumps off the vine. Well, if you go back onto the vine and try to climb it again, he'll do a little dance. Oh, man, <laughs> that's a good one, but it also stole one of mine. Oh. And uh, mine was doing the same thing, but it was called Break It Down Mario. <laughs> nice. So, all right, uh, that that counts as one, I guess. Go ahead. Okay, all right. Uh, this one is kind of the opposite of who says plumbers don't make bank. It's a uh, poor, poor plumber. And I don't even know if this is possible, but this is completing the game without collecting any coins. Ooh, that is uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't even know if that's possible. I kind of <laughs> yeah. want to try it to see if I can. But mm-hmm. yeah, beat the beat the game without collecting any coins. 
Oh man, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, mine is, the next one is the Fireman Special. And that is, jump to the top of each and every flagpole in the game and get the 5,000 points. So, now you know you get different points for how far up on the pole you jump. Mm-hmm. And the farthest is 5,000, so you get 5,000 on every one. That's good. Yeah. So that's, how many points does that add up to? Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. So three levels per, three times eight, 24 times 5,000. That's a dude calculator on that one. That's fine. It's just a podcast. We we got time. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. 120,000 points. Mm. That's good. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good score or not, but if that's the only thing you did, then I guess it's pretty good. Well, I'll say this. I I took a glance at the score tonight when I beat beat the game just to see what it was because I never pay attention to score in this game. But uh, it was 120,900 just for me playing with the Warps. So that's another double your score there. Yeah, so if you're going for a high score, you definitely don't want to Warp. Right, yeah. Okay, I've got got another trophy here. It's called Alrighty Then. And to get (laughs) Alrighty Then, you have to never press left. Oh. Beat, beat the game yeah. without ever pressing left on the controller. Okay, okay. I don't know if that one's possible uh, either, but that's another one I'm thinking about trying one day. Mine is semi-related to another one that I had uh, uh, spoke about, and that is, get. it's called, It Just Doesn't Seem Right, and that is, Kill Bowser with, your, with Fireball Mario at 8-4. I always felt like that was a cheap shot when you kill Bowser with the fireballs instead of getting past him and breaking the bridge. So okay, yeah, that is kind of a cheap. That is kind of a cheap way to take him out at the end because it's so yeah, easy. It's, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. but that kind of brings up a point. I I can't remember if we mentioned this on our first episode or if we mentioned it on the Easter eggs episode, but. If you kill Bowser, all the Bowsers with fireballs, you find out that all the Bowsers except for the World 8 Bowser is a Bowser in disguise. Right, because the little Koopa comes out. Or the Goomba comes out. Yeah. 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 I forgot about that. Yeah. Hm. And, but it's not just a Goomba. Depending on the level, it's a different thing. It's like a different yeah. creature. Minion or whatever. So... Depending on which level you're on, it's it's actually a more difficult minion that's in the Bowser disguise. Yeah. Which I always thought mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm out. You got any more? Oh, lordy. I have like five more. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I'll think of another one while you're you're running through these. Okay. This one, this one is called, I Know a Secret. Shh, don't tell. And that is, Go Above World 1-2. And run across the top. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Okay, I have another one called I Am Mario, I Am Immortal. And that is beat the game without dying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I've got one called Pole Vaulter, and that is jump over the flat. Which I don't Ooh. think I don't think that's possible. I don't, yeah, I don't think so either. But if you do it, then you get Pole Vaulter. 
I got two more. Uh, okay. This one's called Pacifist Mario. It is never kill anything and only drop Bowser into the lava by hitting the, the hammer thing and letting oh, loose the bridge. Okay. So you can't kill anybody and you can only defeat the game by hitting the hammer at the end of the bridge. Mm, that'd be hard to do. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's possible either, but I'm guessing it is because you don't necessarily have to kill anybody, right? Yeah. You just dodge true. them all. Yeah. 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 Okay, and then my last one is one that I thought about the other day when I when I beat the game, and that is Dag Nabbit Princess, and that is beat the game and realize that she just spits you back to the beginning, and it's more <laughs> and it's more difficult than you have to try again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that old princess just keeps getting caught over and over again. Don't know what to say about it. Yep. Did you think of any more? I think that's pretty good in the trophy department we came up i think we've knocked that through knocked that out of the park yeah together we came up with like 16 so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i think we got that hammered out oh i like what you did there pun intended mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pun is intended all right yeah. let's talk about a rating then game rating Ooh. What type of rating should we give this game? Hmm. I'd say let's give this game... Since this game is an icon in the world of video games, let's give this game an icon rating. Okay. So, any icon that you can think of. Oh, gosh. An icon? Yeah, like a person. You know, something like that. Okay. Alright. You got one? Yeah. Uh, I will go... Hmm. No, you go first. I, I thought I had one, but I don't like it. You got <laughs> okay. one? Uh, I'm going to go with Michael Jordan. Ah, that was the one I was going to go with, but then I couldn't think of a good explanation. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to go with Michael Jordan because he came and changed the game of basketball. And not only did he come in and change the game of basketball, but he got people interested in basketball again. Because I feel like before Michael Jordan came along, people were starting to get uninterested in basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan mm-hmm. comes in, and then all of a sudden, basketball is the greatest sport in the world. So, mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers, and the Nintendo Entertainment System in general, but we're talking about Super Mario Brothers, came in, was the best game around at the time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It was also the game. It was a game changer, changed the way people even looked at video games, and brought mm-hmm. video games back into people's minds. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with my control. All right, I'm going to go similar here, but I'm going to go in a different realm, and that's Bill Gates, because mm. Bill Gates changed how computing, how computers were done. Before, you know, Bill Gates, computers were kind of something that not a lot of people had experience with, and they were like, they were obscure, and they were not very easy to use, but Bill Gates comes along, uh, he, he really revolutionizes the P- PC with Windows, makes them easy, makes them more accessible, and revolutionized, changed how um, uh, the trajectory of computing, and still to this day, is around and most of the computers use Windows. 
and Microsoft products. And same with Mario. Still around today and still play Mario games. All right. I like it. Good writing, mm-hmm. by the way. I think, we, I, think, I think we nailed that, too. Yeah. How about some okay. listener feedback? It's also something we didn't get to do on our first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've got the group pulled up. Wait a minute. Never mind. I thought I did, but I don't. Here it okay. is. Well, uh, get it pulled back up, I got and it. I, got us, I got us a voicemail. Okay, you play the voicemail. I've got it pulled up, but go ahead and play the voicemail. I'm surprised we only got one, because I was really busy this week, so I didn't get to push for feedback like, like we normally do. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this is a nice, long voicemail. Um, so, here you go. It's good. Hey, two dudes, what's going on? Russ Lyman here from the Retro Games Plus podcast. I've been wanting to call in for a while. I just haven't had a chance. Uh, I've been listening to you guys, you know, from the very beginning. And uh, great stuff. I figured I had to call in on the Super Mario Brothers episode just because that game is, you know, so pinnacle in so many gamers' lives. Um, I can definitely remember my dad buying my NES and hooking up Mario Brothers for the first time and just playing it. And it was so awesome. I was like this amazing world with so many secrets it was just so cool to explore um and growing up my parents uh were divorced when i was very younger so i would go over to my dad's house on the weekend and pretty much just play nintendo um so you know brings me back a lot with that and it's uh, carried into my uh adult life as well i actually got into doing car shows and i have a custom car and it actually has mario on it i put mario throwing a fireball down the side my license plate is m cart um, and I do a whole bunch of shows all around Connecticut, where I'm from, and I drove all the way out to Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And actually, with one of the car shows I did, I uh, proposed to my wife on the way to the car show. And when we got home from our trip, I uh, surprised her with a Princess Peach car, so Cyan XD, uh, oh, nice. pink and white. The inside's <laughs> got a chandelier in it, and it's all pink on the inside, so we, we match growing up. So, you know, our life is a video game, and it just uh, reflects in in my everyday life and personality and everything. And it's just such a great game. So glad you guys are re- reviewing it. Hopefully you give it some uh, great reviews and some cool facts and tips and tricks. Um, yeah. And keep up the good work, guys. Talk to you later. Nice. Very nice. I like the... Oh, wow, yeah. I like his story. I want to see his car, too. Yeah, Russ, that is interesting. I want to see you post a, picture. post a picture of your car somewhere so I can see it. And I... And when you post a picture of your car, wherever you post it, post the name of your podcast, too, because I couldn't quite understand it. It's like yeah. Retro Games Plus One or something like that. I don't, I'm not sure, but we'll we'll share your podcast. We just got to know what it is. Yeah. So that was it on the phone calls. Okay. Well, uh, that was a good one, though. Uh, and I do want to see that car. So... Here on the group page, we've got George Vosper says, Oh boy, my dad still makes fun of me for being afraid of that game when I was a kid. We used to play it all the time, though. I'm curious of what, what George was afraid of now. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. Other than that <laughs> sped up music. Uh, Maybe. Not a whole lot that I can remember being afraid of. But... Yeah. Yeah. 
maybe he'll tell us. Uh, Humberto Montoya said one of the absolute best games ever. Steve Nick said when playing with friends, we'd all chant A Stark repeatedly so as to press that combination and resume playing in wherever you were beyond the first. Uh, Robert Ferguson, Ferg, says, OMG, Mario is dying on the cover. <laughs> he does look like he's running headfirst into the wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, and also, uh, also, real quick, the guy, uh, who was it that just mentioned before about A Start or something like that? Steve Nix. Okay, yeah, see, there was something in the news not too long ago, and I didn't share it because I didn't feel like it was... It was newsworthy because I, I also felt like I always knew this, but somebody was saying, uh, some news outlet was saying, oh, this new secret has been discovered in Mario after 30 years. You can hold A and press start to restart back where you were or something, right? <laughs> really? <laughs> and I was, I was like, I didn't know that was some big dark secret. And mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of what he's saying too. It's like, hey, I, we used to chant that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's it. Yeah. All right. All right. So Joshua Witt uh, said this game absolutely changed the industry. It was the killer app that made video games in the home relevant again. Prior to the rebirth of the home video game market after the crash of 1983, most games were about getting high scores. Super Mario Bros. was about exploring the new and exciting world and saving the princess. It was a brand new experience and unprecedented graphics and sound. It is one of the most iconic retro games of all time. Very true. Mm. And uh, Dude Clayton, Dude Clayton South, says, uh, The first game on the NES that I played, I was six. I was at a friend's house, and I beat 1-1. I thought I had beaten the game and was so proud. My friend told me that I had just beaten only the first castle, but that many more difficult castles awaited. I was bummed out, so I picked it up again when I got a nest in 1989 when I was nine. Uh, it was considerably easier with only three years added to my age, due in part to improved coordination as a nine-year-old versus a six-year-old, and plenty of practice. Eventually, I beat it, but with warps. Only as an adult did I beat the game correctly, completing all levels and beating all bosses. A great game with great memories. When we think of Mario, we think of this first. Very so good. He, re- he refers to it as beating it correctly. Your mm-hmm. grandmother refers to it as beating it the real way. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Eric Esping says, I am hoping to hear Soundboard Mario make a cameo. Oh, Eric. Uh, Eric, uh, he's dead, buddy. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should reference him to Bubble Bobble. Yeah. Yeah, so. uh, but he did... I, I, somebody sent me a text uh, on our Google number. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying this may be him, I don't know, but it, I, I normally don't read our text, but I thought this was funny because I, I caught this like in the middle of my week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, "So for your one year anniversary, uh, you guys are rebooting the podcast. This sounds like a sneaky way to bring back Soundboard Mario, if you ask me." <laughs> <laughs> no, Mario's gone. Yeah. And she'll stay gone. But Luigi did did show. Yeah, or yeah they, what it's yeah, worth. He's great. Yeah. He's great. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Aaron Hickman says, "Look what I just played." Can you show in the cabinet version on a picture? So. Yeah, I've played that version. It's it's alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Gabe Vangilder. Uh, Vangilder. Van Glider. Van Gilder. Van Gilder. Sorry. Maybe okay. I don't. I, I may have screwed it up too. I don't know. Yeah. He says my Mario memories are also a Christmas memory. I posted during the Christmas episode. And then I guess he changed his mind and posted again. Uh, I first seen Mario at a store called Question Mark. Been so long I forgot the store chain. Uh, same store chain a few years later. Frank Reich from the Buffalo Bills signed autographs at for his amazing comeback. I went to the store seeing the game being played by this girl and her father. I was staring at it. They finally let me play it and loved it ever since I got it a few years later on Christmas Day. So, there you go. Nice. Ed Wilson says, Well, I was totally dressed for the occasion today. And he opened up his shirt for a, to show a pretty sweet shirt. It's got Mario, the, the box art for the original Mario. So, it's pretty sweet. Nice. And then Aaron Hickman changed the photo around to put Mario's face on Ed and Ed's face on Mario on a shirt. <laughs> <sighs> Aaron... Yeah, hey, so. what is it, what is it you like to say, Justin? Uh, hey, Aaron, the jerk store called. <laughs> they're all out, they're of you. out of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Greg Polander round us out here. Awesome game. I spent so much time with it as an eleven-year-old with my brand new NES, gotten in Christmas of '87. My parents also bought the only other games they could find in the store: Top Gun and Pinball. While most were fun, they can't hold a candle to Super Mario Brothers. Since I had the control deck, no light gun either. I must have spent hours on that game and still return to it now and then. I'd rank it third uh, favorite Mario game even today, behind Super Mario World as number one and Super Mario Brothers 3 as number two. Alright. So. We're not done yet. Okay. I got iTunes feedback that I have been forgetting about. Sweet. Uh, one year so, anniversary. Do the, do the iTunes. Oh, you want me to do every single one? We only got 64. Oh, man. <laughs> we should just give ourselves a good pat on the back. Yeah, just read so. every bit of it. No, mm-hmm. I won't do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to read the new ones. And I'm, okay. I apologize if I've already read these but I, I feel like I haven't read any this year so I don't think I, I don't think I have okay no. first one is from G Walker 34 G Walker says I hate game podcasts but I hate gaming podcasts but you guys are the best you're one of the only podcasts I heard so far that is worth listening to I own ROMs but your NES talk almost inspires me to buy an NES again Sweet. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's pretty good. If he hates game mm-hmm. gaming podcasts but listens to us, then that's a pretty big compliment. Yeah. Let's see. We've got one from Saul to the One. Uh, Saul says, These are great guys, and their Facebook group is slowly becoming one of my favorite groups. I love me some Ness. Keep it up, dudes. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, our Facebook group is booming, really. I mean, it it's, is. It, it's, it's, it's really it's, taking off. It's it's going pretty nuts. I mean, there's stuff going on there that I can't even keep up with. But it's all awesome NES stuff. So mm-hmm. if you're out there, listener, and you want to, and you're on Facebook and you're not part of the group, then you should be because there's a lot of cool, like-minded people who love the NES. They're talking. I think the group is just called Two Dudes in an S. So yeah, 
search, mm-hmm. search it out. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we got another one from SVT512. It says, NES lovers rejoice. What a great podcast. Justin and Michael have a really great chemistry. I love the skits they do once in a while. The game review and discussions are always informative and very entertaining. Sweet. And then we got one more from Tommy is Fit 941. Uh, Tommy is Fit says, Great NES nostalgia. Grew up playing these games. Fun to listen to the reviews as it brings back some great memories. I also enjoy the in-depth backstory they give of these games. So thank you, Tommy is Fit. And I wonder yeah. how fit Tommy really is. I'd like to know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry. And also, I, I we can't do an anniversary episode without bringing on some new honorary dudes. No. It's just the perfect time. Okay. I've got three. Okay. First one is Dude Bert, which is Bert the Stormtrooper. He is constantly posting uh, cool stuff to our wall. Usually cool Mm -hmm. pictures of his room with tons and tons of toys in there that I'm somewhat jealous of, but only when I'm in a really nerdy Uh mood. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But... uh, and and he 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 wants it, he wants it to be known that, um, I guess he just really wants us to see his posts because he posts on both our Facebook page and our group. So yeah, and that's not me discouraging it. That's me saying, awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Let's see, and then we've got Dude Dewey, which is, um, you know, I'm really confused by by uh, Dude Dewey, who's Justin <laughs> Dewey. I feel like mm-hmm. at some point in time I thought he was Swedish, but now I'm not so sure if he's Swedish or not. So I think you need to, uh, I think you need to clarify for us, dude. Dewey, are you are you in Sweden? Are you in America? Where are you? Hmm. Uh, you're an honorary dude now. I think it's time to reveal whether or not you're actually in Sweden or not. Yeah, yeah. And that may have just been me imagining him over in Sweden. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. And then finally we have Dude Copel. Uh, he is uh, quickly. He just, he, you know, he's not. A, he's a, a newer listener, and but he discovered us fast, and he's been drawing stuff for us all the time. And he's caught. He calls in, so definitely yeah. worth that honorary dudeship. So, welcome the three new honorary dudes. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna get uh, sappy here for a second. Oh lord! If you don't mind, do we have any any other sections? Or are we kind of rounding this out? This is it. Well, I, you know, I just, uh, after a year's time, I just wanted to kind of put some thoughts in. You know, it's been pretty incredible. It's been a pretty incredible run and how popular it's become from just something that me and you just kind of started on a whim and uh, not really organized at first and how it, what it's turned into has been pretty incredible. And I've made new friends along the way and, you know, made, made me... Uh, kind of remember thought of that was you had put up a post today about we will be making our anniversary return trip as long as baby dudette doesn't make a surprise visit <laughs> yeah which is you know and uh, my wife is about to have a our second child and uh joe put up a, a really sweet post and i really appreciated it and uh, shows this you know this is not just about podcast it's about making friends and he said one of the dynamics i like about the show 
is a feeling like it's two friends hanging out talking mess. Baby Dudette showing up unexpectedly further cements this feeling. Baby Dudette can interrupt anytime. So thank you, Joe. That was a sweet post. Uh, really appreciate it. And yeah, I really appreciate all the friends that we seem to be making through this 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 experience, if you will. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I feel like uh, I'm with you there. I think that once we started the group where we could actually mm-hmm. interact on a pers- more personal level with these people, mm-hmm. <laughs> these people, yeah. uh, I they, <laughs> they, they they went from people. These people mm-hmm. to be in, you know, they're all friends. I mean, we we talk yeah. on on the, on the computer, um, you know. They're, I don't know. You know, some people may say, "Oh, internet friends are not friends," but no. I mean, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. they listen to the podcast and they post on our in our group, and we get to interact with with, with them. I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. saying them, but I should be saying you, as in talking to the person listening right now. You know, we interact with you, and we think, uh, you know. The more we interact with you, the more you actually become real friends instead of just weird internet friends, as my wife calls them. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, if you uh, like what you hear, tell tell your other friends that maybe don't know about us and bring them into the discussion. Bring them yeah, into tell, the tell, experience. Tell your real friends or your weird internet friends. It doesn't matter. Right, right. So... Anyway, so you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, obviously our website, nesdudes.com, nintendudes.com, and twodudesinnest.com. You want to uh, listen to every episode that we have up there. We've got some different kind of articles and things, and more articles are going to be coming out as different episodes come up. So always check us out there. And Michael, where can they call us? I would also like to say that if anybody... And it just really has the hankering to write, you know. You mm-hmm. just really want to write, and you're thinking, "Man, I'd love to write NES stuff or just retro gaming related stuff." Mm-hmm. Uh, send us an email. I, I think it's mail at mail at nesdudes.com, and or maybe feedback at nesdudes.com. Actually, I know it's Michael at nesdudes.com. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should have prepared better for this. Hit me up on, on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I think it's mail at nesdude.com or call us at 775-773-8761. Any of those things. Let us know that you want to write. And uh, yeah, the only thing we don't yeah. really want on on the, on the our, on our uh, website is NES reviews. We don't want to review games because that's kind of what we're doing on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Anything else? If you want to submit something, more than likely I'll put it up. Unless it's just a bunch of fus or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any anything else? I'll probably put it up. And uh, also, how about some iTunes reviews? Uh, we try to read them online on on yeah. the air, but uh, I usually forget. But I like iTunes reviews. We're at sixty four. It'd be really cool to get to a hundred. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know how long that would take. I mean, it may take another year for us to get to 100, which is fine. But you know, yeah. The only it take all it takes is just to go on there and add another one to the list. Yep. Be Five great. stars are preferred, but honesty is is always the righteous way. Yeah. All right. I guess all it should right. also be known we we kind of mentioned baby do it do that, but. Uh, this is gonna be. They're gonna be a little. We're gonna take a little break. 
because yeah. the baby is is imminent. It could arrive at any mm-hmm. day, and if it doesn't arrive, mm-hmm. then, then we're going to make it arrive, right? Right. <laughs> Week so, from Saturday. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a little break. This will be the last episode for at least two or three weeks. And if you're if you if you wait two or three weeks or a month and you're no longer getting episodes, it's probably because you didn't unsubscribe and resubscribe to us on iTunes. And you're probably still yeah. trying to get the Potomatic feed, which will be gone when we come back. So it should yeah. be noted that if you if you want to listen to us after this episode, you're gonna to have to unsubscribe on iTunes and then resubscribe. Or if you because Potomatic's going away, so I, I know I'm just rambling yeah. on about it, but I just want people to realize that yeah. if you use Potomatic or if you use an older version of our iTunes feed, then this is the last episode you'll get. If you're on Stitcher or our website, then you're you're good. It, that doesn't matter. But Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, nobody probably listened to that last 15 minutes of rambling. That <laughs> All right. So... Game at the end of this episode? Mm, yeah, I don't know if we'll be able to figure out what it is by the time we post this episode, but right. if it's silent here, then so be it. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. All right, yeah, so we totally did not figure out the next game prior to putting this episode up. So instead, let me take a minute and mention another sponsor. You know, I guess we're just getting really popular. People want to advertise on our show. So anyways, uh, this one's a podcast or a podcast network, um, Fried Brain Productions. You can find them on Facebook. And I've been listening to a little bit of uh, the GNT podcast, and it's pretty cool. They do a lot of film and TV. I think they're working through a book of worst films ever or something like that. So it's interesting. It's films that I will probably never watch, and I'm glad that somebody else is watching them for me. So check them out, and hope to see you guys when we get back from our break. Later. <laughs>